T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Oh, hello. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, still no further information um, about DeMar than uh, you already know. The NFL did have a news conference earlier today, um, and uh, very emotional. Uh, Troy Vincent was uh, part of that news conference. The uh, doctor was there. And basically, um, the pre-planning and, and the practicing for medical emergencies are why DeMar Hamlin is alive today. Now, the extent of his recovery, we don't know because we don't know the extent to which his brain or his cardiac function have been damaged. We just don't know. And I'm going to ask that you please not get mad or angry at his family because they're going through a period of completely unexpected shock. And they know that the whole country saw it on Monday Night Football. And it really is up to the family how much information they wish to release. They're not going to have a news conference at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center without the full, expressed, and probably written and signed, legally reviewed consent of his family. Okay? They're going to want to cover their behinds. They don't want to release any information about a patient. And I absolutely have to respect, and I think we all need to respect, the wishes of the Hamlin family. I know that, well, I'm praying for him. I've kept him in my thoughts and prayers. I made a donation to his charity. I'm entitled to know something. No, you're not. You are entitled to know what his family wishes you to know at such time as they wish you to know it. And I think if you think about it, that's kind of the way you'd want your own loved one's situation um, to be dealt with. I referenced in the first hour um, with our family, the first you hear that somebody died is long after they're buried. I don't know why that is. I don't know when that started, but it just is what it is uh, in our family. We're very... uh, I don't know, we're very private and secretive uh, about uh, deaths for some reason. But uh, anyway, welcome to the program. With everybody uh, sending thoughts and prayers to DeMar Hamlin, seems like a good time to ask, do you believe in prayer? Do you believe in prayer? Do you have any miracle stories for us? Now, that last call before the 4 o'clock news, that was pretty amazing. Little boy was playing with Barbie dolls next room, walks into where mom is located, turns gray, starts having convulsions. Mom calls 911. Neighbor comes over at her behest and says a prayer 
over the little boy in Jesus' name and the child revives, that's pretty impressive as far as miracles are concerned. They did a whole bunch of tests, but not an EKG, apparently, on the little boy. And, you know, part of me, I, I, you, know, you wonder if, well, could it have been an arrhythmia, something like that? And who knows what test they did or did not do. I asked if they'd done the EKG, and um, she d- did not believe um, that they had done that. But the woman um, who was the neighbor of the little boy who was saved, um, it was almost Jesus-like. If you remember the story of uh, Jesus and Lazarus, if you remember the story of um, Jesus and the Roman soldier, um, basically it was a faith situation. Again, if you believe the the New Testament, it was a faith situation. And Jesus told the uh, Roman soldier that uh, his servant was already on the mend. Not exactly a word-for-word quote from the New Testament, but I'm sure you're familiar with the story. That's uh, one of the most remarkable parts, I think, of uh, the New Testament, but that's just me. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Do you believe in prayer? Has it personally worked for you, and have you seen a miracle? And for those who are just joining us um, Yes, I believe in God, but the only prayer I ever say is, thy will be done, because I happen to believe that pretty much all of this is preordained and predestined, so we have to be able to accept whatever happens. In other words, thy will be done. We're humans. We have to trust that everything is happening according to a plan. Makes sense to me. Uh, let's go to Joe in uh, Riverside. Joe, you're on WBEN. Hello. Good afternoon and uh, support for the uh, Hamlin family. Um, back in August 17, 1974, at noon, my brother was 17 years old. He was hit by a dump truck oh. uh, in downtown Syracuse. I mean, pretty much a few blocks away from University Hospital. So he was hit at noon. Uh, back then, if you were under, I think it was 18 years old, uh, doctors couldn't um, do anything to you without parents' permission, I believe. That doesn't sound right, but uh, go ahead. I think that was back then. Um, I know it isn't now. So my brother, okay, he was taken to the hospital. He was in a coma. He was in the hospital laying in that on that gurney, and they just put him in a room. They didn't know who he was. He had no ID on him. So they got the word out on the news and radio. So he's in this room for five, six hours. My dad was coming home from work. He has the radio on. It's 5 o'clock. There's this kid in the hospital. They don't have any ID. They're getting the word out. You know, my dad doesn't think anything of it. So he gets home, and my mom says, you know, everybody's here. Um, but Tony went downtown at noon, and he hasn't come back. And so my dad heard about his kid being hit at downtown at noon and on a bike. So they called the hospital, and by a birthmark on my brother's back, they found out that was my brother. And so they went to the hospital, and he was in a coma for 10 days. And um, 
I wasn't allowed to go to the hospital to see him. So he, he was in the hospital for like a month. He healed up. He got out of the hospital, and he never looked back. He never went to any kind of therapy. He just he just went on with his life, and uh, he's never complained about headaches. Nothing. It's it's that was our miracle for our family. So was there was there prayer involved, or was this just the way things turned out? It's to me, it's the way things turned out. You know, I was thirteen. Um, so it's not like you're know, having prayer. Different. It's not like you're having prayer vigils or anything like that. No, and you know what? I think my personal opinion on prayer is somebody once told me it's like a closing argument at a trial where you're trying to convince God to help this person. I, I believe God is aware of every situation and that he, he knows. And I don't think, you know, it's fate. I don't think prayer to me doesn't do anything. Um, you're going to live or you're not. Uh People are going to think I'm nuts for saying that, considering what happened. No, you, no, you, look, you are entitled to your opinion, just like people who believe are entitled to their opinion. And I'm, you right. know, I, I'm great. I'm grateful uh, for yours. You did refer to it as a miracle. Are we to ascribe some spiritual significance to the use of that word, or would you like to amend that to medical miracle? Uh, yeah, I would just say. Maybe it's just real lucky. Just yeah, a medical miracle. Um, he, from what I know, you know, we were never told to make arrangements or anything like that. Uh, he was basically just like in the same situation as Demar is in, where we were waiting for the turn. You know, either good or bad. And my dad was would visit him every morning, and on that tenth day, he he woke up when my dad's sitting there. Um, it's like I said, there's a lot of doctors that haven't even seen people come out of a coma. Was he intubated, your brother? Did they have a tube, a breathing tube in him? Yeah, he was all hooked up to everything they had at the time. Um, wow. That's, yeah, uh, it's, just, it's amazing that he was just in limbo. They didn't know, you know, with, like right now, they didn't know what way he was going to go. Well, I mean the the di- I mean the today's diagnostics are a lot better than they were, you know, all those decades ago. Um, I, I presume that the doctors at University of Cincinnati Medical Center have a much better handle on the statistical probabilities of various improvements than we're being told, and we don't have a right to know right now. That's a family issue. That's a that that's a Demar issue and his family, and we got to respect that. Oh, yeah, I have absolutely no problem with that at all. And I know, you know, they know everybody is watching and everybody cares. And I know, you know, they probably want to get the word out as soon as they can. Because, you know, this this has turned out to be huge, you know. And I really give the Cincinnati fans in that stadium the other night, the way they just sat there, I know they were still waiting to see if the game was going to be played. But the, the pall over that stadium was just very eerie, and uh, yeah, you know, kudos to Cincinnati, the whole the whole deal there. No, a- you know, amen. This medical team, jeez, thank a- God for those guys. Well, amen to that, sir. Thank, thank you uh, very much. Uh, Cincinnati was illuminated in blue last night. I mean, really, that's pretty amazing. Um, and I, you know, the the whole turning point idea. 
I mean, pro football is always going to be pro football. And let's face it, we're always not going to like Dolphins fans. But the Cincinnati Bengals, that is a, if you don't mind, a cat of a different color. Um, They're not typical rivals of the Buffalo Bills. And there's a lot of good feelings between the Bills fans and the Bengals fans. And you've seen the pictures outside the hospital of people in Bills jerseys, Bengals jerseys, hanging out together, walking out of the stadium together, talking. Um, this, is, this is a very, um, it's obviously a disturbing moment, but it's also a very profound moment. And you just, you wonder what is uh is going to come from all of this uh, uh, coming together o- over over one man. Um, it, it's really quite beautiful to see so many people in so many different sports dedicating whatever success they're having to uh, number three. That's that's pretty cool. Josh Schmidt uh, is looking up the new total uh, for the Demar Hamlin uh, charity fund which uh, had a goal of $2,500, but it is now at? As of two hours ago, $6.4 million. That's astonishing. Astonishing. I don't know why people do it, but they do it. Uh, let's go to Brenda on the east side on WBEN. Hello. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, um, I wanted to say uh, I believe in miracles. I believe in the power of prayer. I do know... Uh, Praying people that have uh, have uh, been through very serious illnesses and have watched them actually come out into this day, they're they're still living. I just wanted to just give you a little uh, example of what I went through in 2014. My husband, uh, I woke up. My husband was on the floor. We finally got him to go to the hospital. In within a week and a half, he was gone. Now I prayed all during that time, and I. I remember the night before he actually transitioned on. I remember praying to God. I was very tired. I, I, had, I was there at the hospital with him a long time. And I prayed and I asked God to, to heal him and to give me the, uh, the strength to be able to accept whatever, whichever way it went. And my husband, um, uh, he, he, he had a heart attack. And when they called me, that was the, I call it the dreaded call it, because I was just, I was sitting at home just real tired and I was just worn and I went there and I was with them until he, uh, he, uh, he transitioned on, they had to put the machines on him, but he had one thing I really thank him for. He had told me what to do when it got to that point. So the decision to make them, to get that off was his decision. And I had to had to honor it. He he lived for nine hours because I prayed and I said, if he's going to be living, God is going to keep him here, whether he has the machines on or not. And he lived for nine hours. He was he was there, and I watched him to his last breath. However, the decision was still kind of bleak and hard. And then I started questioning my prayers and wondering if God heard me. It wasn't until I and I'm a I'm a praying woman and I pray all the time. But it wasn't until I was reading the Bible and I read where it said man is born of a woman is only here but a few years or is only here for a short time. That helped to relieve me somewhat because I then started looking at death very differently, which we call the ultimate healing. God healed him, but he gave him the ultimate healing, the healing that a lot of people do not quite understand. He took him out of his misery because... When I look at the way he would have been, that was not his life. 
he would have he would have been unhappy and I would have been going back and forth. And I, I I'm gonna tell you, God speaks to me and I don't want people to think I'm crazy, but I remember watching Celine Dion with her husband and I remember her going through what she was going through and I was saying to myself and I was speaking to God as I, I said I would have did that for my husband I would and I heard the words that said I relieved you of that after wow. that that cleared my whole conscience about me doing what he had asked because uh, I knew I did what I was supposed to do and I still pray and still pray for miracles in fact Tuesday is my devotional day. I'm in two prayer groups. I, pl- I pray with Catholic, a Catholic, I'm Baptist, and I pray with Catholic women. And then there's another group I pray in. And we pray all the time for people. And, and uh, so I still believe in the power of prayer. That prayer helps me uh, as we are taught. That's our communication with God. And that's how we talk to him. And that's how we get things off of us and put them toward our creator. Brenda, um, what what a great call, and I don't know anybody who's heard you over the years who would think you were crazy. Just don't worry <laughs> about that. Thanks, love. I, nice talking to you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. All right, there is uh, Brenda, regular caller to the program. There's a lady who's been through an awful lot in her, in her life, but you know what? She always sounds upbeat and chipper when she calls into the program. She's just uh, just a delightful lady to, with whom to speak. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, welcome. Uh, it, it, look, it, it's a very um, somber week here at uh, News Radio 930 WBEN, and it, it's a very solemn time in Western New York. And you talked about this yesterday, but we, if you think back to it, sounds so trite now in light of everything that has happened since, but if you think back to 13 seconds, that was not an auspicious beginning to the year of 2022 in western New York, and unfortunately, it got even more newsier and more tragic 
as the year went on. One, an intentional act of racist terrorism in our city. The other, Mother Nature taking several dozen of our friends and family members. And then days after that blizzard of 22, the situation that happened in Cincinnati. So we in Buffalo, I think, have had, for our size metro area, I think we've had a very disproportionate amount of pain anguish and suffering and uh, somebody said uh, I sounded tired today (laughs) actually the truth is I slept nine straight hours I didn't wake up once in the middle of the night last night it's it's not tired it's just um, I I think it's it's I'm trying to be uh, respectful of the moment if that makes any sense to you I mean I can't I can't go on the radio and be hey it's good to talk to you hey yeah Um, when a man is fighting for his life and we all saw what happened? It is a shared um, traumatic experience. Obviously, those of you who have been in a combat situation, it's nothing new. You've seen that and a lot worse. Those of you in the medical field, you've seen that and a lot worse. But remember, for most people, uh, this is their first exposure to a real life, in real time cardiac event. And it can be very traumatic, especially for for your kids, Um, trying to explain why the delay was taking so long and then looking. I mean, the 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 people at ESPN, I said this yesterday, I think they did an excellent job. They could not have done a better job. And Booger was especially uh, riveting his emotion. And when when you were watching that, um, I'll tell you what I thought. I thought that these people know something that they're not saying because the way they are acting, number three, is no longer with us, but they don't want to say it on the air because they've got to do next-of-kin notification throughout the whole family, and they're kind of keeping it secret. I really thought that. So it was a tremendous relief to find out that uh, Mr. Hamlin was in critical condition uh, at University of Cincinnati Medical Center, which is a level one adult trauma center. But there's a long way to go. Nine minutes of waiting, you know, of, of, of being worked on, um, that, that's an awful long time. And I just hope that God sees fit, but uh, to make sure he has a complete and total recovery, would love to see him in a Bills uniform again. I don't think that's going to happen this season. Um, but who who knows what is in store? At this point, it's really about his life and death, and then it becomes about the quality of life he's going to have. And hopefully, you know what? Hopefully his brain came through unscathed. Hopefully his heart came through unscathed. And I'll tell you a, a funny little story. Despite the severity of my heart attack back in 2017, which required four bypasses. The funny thing is, my heart was not damaged at all. And that's another one of those, the doctors cannot figure it out. They couldn't figure out why I survived, and they couldn't figure out how my heart was not damaged. I don't have a clue. I don't know. I wish I did, but I don't. And hopefully... Um, Mr. Hamlin is going to have a similar situation with no damage at all to his heart and no damage to his brain. 
and uh, hopefully he'll get a, you know he'll he'll get up and start walking around and he'll have a heck of a story to tell his grandkids. Let's hope that that is the outcome. Do you believe in prayer? It's almost become a cliche in our society. Thoughts and prayers and the clasped hands on social media, but do you genuinely truly believe in prayer? Have you seen it actually work? Have you experienced a miracle? And again, for people tuning in late, not everybody listens to all four hours of the show. The only prayer, because I do believe in God, the only prayer I ever say is, thy will be done, for reasons that I've explained previously, and I don't want to bore you by uh, by repeating them. Let's go to Lou in uh, Amherst on WBEN. Hello. Hi, uh, Tom. Uh, so much to say here, but a couple of weeks ago, we talked about I've actually had two miracles in my life, and it wasn't until after talking to you on the radio about how you got scars on your body that I had a second miracle in my life. The first we discussed a couple years ago, and I don't know whether it was on David's show or yours because I would call you both in, but I was living in Philadelphia. I was a sales manager for a small company, and I had the flu. And it's 8 o'clock at night when I realized I'm in real trouble. And I got people flying in from out of town for an 8 o'clock meeting. And I'm going, oh, my God, I've got to get better. I started doing the aspirin. I started doing the orange juice. I'm sleeping. I I worked at a hospital. They're giving me everything I can. And it's getting worse. I am now, like, sweating. I am now trembling. I'm in in really bad shape. I'm actually shaking because I'm so sick. And at 1 o'clock in the morning, I just said to myself, God, take this from me. I was instantaneously healed. Now, I work in the medical field. And you don't come out of that situation with a fever. I'm sure I had a fever. Within seconds, I, I was calm, and I'm going, what happened here? What happened here? And I'm going, this, this, is, this will come back. This is a momentary placebo effect. For five minutes later, I was still healed. I prayed for the next 30, I prayed thanking him for the next 30 minutes that he instantaneously healed me. It was, you'll never convince me that was not a miracle. But we talked the other, a couple of weeks ago about my, about scars. And we talked about me as a kid pulling dirt away from a mound of dirt while somebody is with an axe. And the fact that my hand is moving and his axe comes down, hits cuts my hand, and there was absolutely no damage to it. I mean, the, 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 the precise moment that that happened, I could have lost half my hand, a couple of fingers, or whatever. And, I, and I, I went to the hospital and said, this is amazing. This is like a surgical, a surgical incision. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I, I was a good little church boy. But the fact of the matter is that uh, that, that, that axe did not take my hand, or at least a major part of my hand, then go all the way through my hand. How would that? How that axe is coming down and then go entirely through my hand and only made that surgical incision? You got to say that that's that that's 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 an act of God. So I really think I've had. I'm going to call two miracles in my in my life as a result of that. But, but one it, more thing I want to say: okay. we're on Facebook together. We're on Facebook, and I I don't know if you look at my Facebook postings, but I Monday night when that happened, I said. This is more than just a coincidence. This is a higher power. There's something that's going to come out of this, because you can't tell me that that's serious of a problem. 
of an accident, of, a, of an injury, happens on the most watched football game of the year on Monday night, the biggest Monday night football game in 20 or 30 years, and that's serious of a thing, and it happens that night, something good is going to come out of this, and we're seeing that good come out of it now. This whole company, country is now believing in prayer, having faith, getting together. It's extraordinary what's happening to this country as a result of this terrible incident. Now, I, uh, I, I hope you're right, and uh, I thank you very much uh, for the call. As far as um, uh, when you are cut on your body, sometimes you get cut with a very sharp knife. It's not that bad. It, it is like a surgical thing, and your your stuff grows right together. Um, the fact that his hand wasn't lopped off or a good part of it, that is interesting. Perhaps the dirt absorbs some of the blow. We'll, we'll never know. But uh, he believes what uh, he believes. The flu story, I find that very interesting because is there anybody listening who hasn't been dreadfully sick with the flu, projectile vomiting, and worse and you just want it to go away, but you tell yourself, oh, it's the 24-hour bug. i got to ride this out. Grab me some ginger ale. Let's go to Aaron in uh, – actually, let's go to Sharon in uh, Clarence on WBEN. Sharon. Hi, Tom. I'm sort of nervous. Um, I've been wanting to tell you this story for a long time at different times of your show. And um, – it happened like 16 years ago. Uh, my son uh, collapsed on a football field, and um, they so his eyes rolled back, and um, he's slurring his words and all that stuff. And um, we thought he was having a seizure or whatever. And because he was 14, um, they treated him for a seizure, but um, kept on saying if he was having a stroke or a seizure. Anyways. Um, got him to the hospital. They put him in a induced coma, coma and um, we didn't know what was going on. They took an EKG, no bleeding of the brain. Um, they took a um, EKG of his heart, nothing with his heart. They took blood work. Hmm. They took all these tests of, of, um, on his spine. Nothing was wrong with him, and they didn't, didn't know. He was supposed to get an MRI, but... Uh, they didn't have any, anyone on staff for the MRI. He was supposed to get one in the morning. Uh, they came late. So 21 hours later, he got an MRI. Gets an MRI, and they tell us he had a minor stroke. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Sharon, I, I need you to hold on because uh, I've got a break here for, for traffic, but want to continue uh, with this um, on the other side. And uh, there have been professional athletes who have had strokes um, or uh, TIAs, at least uh, in recent memory. Do you believe in prayer? Have you experienced a miracle? Obviously, this is uh, based upon what we all saw the other night on uh, Monday Night Football. Now, Sharon has a son, uh, was playing football, goes down on the field, eyes roll back, goes to the hospital, goes through all the diagnostics. They can't find anything wrong. Then the MRI people come in and uh, determine that he's had a mini stroke. Um, just out of curiosity, at that point, did they have the clot buster drug available? Did they mention that to you? It was 21 hours after the fact. Yeah, but, but that's why that, that's why I'm asking, because you've got to administer that within a certain period of time after a stroke for it to be effective, and, right. and, the, and it's only effective 33% of the time. 
Right. But they, um, so they rushed him to the other hospital um, that has stroke, for stroke. And um, when he got there, they did another MRI, and they said he had a massive stroke. So at that point, then the doctor says, uh, we can't give him anything. We can do surgery, but we might do more damage to his brain because what happened was the stroke occurred in his basal artery. So he had a basal artery inclusion. So his whole basal artery was gone. Like all the, you know, it, it closed off. Oh, good Lord. So he had no blood going to his brain. So, and I really didn't know what to do. And it's like, oh my, I go, well, it was past. It was way past. It was over 20 hours after the fact. And um, so we go, we just prayed, 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 prayed. So they, they had put him in a induced coma, so we didn't know what he was going on. So the next morning, I prayed all night. And I go, God, please, you know, save him. Some, you know, I don't feel like you're going to take him away from me. And I just prayed all through the night. That next morning, you know, my girlfriend was there. She knew, and she's very religious. She went to St. Luke's Mission, and um, they went. To, she went to church. She, they prayed there, um, and this old woman came up to her and said, "Oh, honey, you got to bathe him." And Jesus came to me, and you have to bathe him in holy water. And just right before she, then she came to the hospital with the bottle of holy water, and I go right before she walked in. I go, Nick, you you stink. You need a bath. And she comes in and she goes, oh, this woman told me to bathe him in holy water. We sprayed him with holy water, you know, that whole bottle. And then um, the priest from our parish came in and we prayed to Father Baker. And um, I was getting signs all weekend. Now, we didn't know anything that was going on with him because he was, he was in a coma. And they didn't take him out of that until, I think, Sunday. And, um, but I was getting so many signs. Went to church. They said prayers at the church um, that I went to. I guess the whole diocese was saying prayers for him because I, friends of mine say, oh, it's at St. Greg's they were saying prayers. At St. Paul's they were saying prayers. At St. Joseph's they were saying prayers for him and and everything. So the next, when he, they did wake him up, his eye, he had white. We couldn't see his eyeballs. It just was whites of his eyes. But I go, can you hear me? And he would blink. And I said, okay. You know, you know, one blink for yes, two blinks for no. And that's how he communicated. And um, for he didn't speak for four months. But each day I go, I just pray to God. I go, just do one thing a day. Just do one thing a day just to show me that you're improving. One thing. And I, we prayed. We had a prayer service at St. Greg's, and that that place was packed, you know, to the gills and the back and everyone standing and so forth. And I do. I believe in prayer. And to this day, he's here, and he's alive. And they told me he wasn't he, – they, they only gave him a 1% chance of living, and he was going to be a vegetable. And he's alive. He graduated with his class. Um, he has, he went on to college. He is a PhD. He's doing research. And I told him, I go, God left you here to do something good. And, and I don't know yet, but he's working on genetics and DNA and who knows? Well, that's, that's, that's God a, left, that, kept him here. Now that's a really amazing story. What year did this all happen? That happened in 2006. 
Oh, my goodness. And it happened a week after the, um, the ice storm. Understood. And, uh, ma'am, and, I, I, need to, I need to break. I thank you very much for the call. It's a very incredible story. And uh, continued success to your son with the Ph.D. Thank you very and much. Maybe, maybe he could change my genetics. I'd appreciate that. If you could. Thank you very <laughs> much. Working on stuff like that. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Sharon. Um, now, the the clot buster drug um, is something that they have to. It's it's done intravenously, and it's something they have to do within a set period after the onset of stroke symptoms. But the way it was explained to me is, uh, okay, there's a 30% chance it'll work. Oh, yeah, and it might thin your blood so much that you bleed to death. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is last January 30th. I'm thinking to myself, okay, even if I've had a stroke, the downside of this clot buster drug seems a lot worse than the stroke itself. Because uh, that's, that's when the retina detached and some people thought I had had a stroke. And that's why I was able before to tell you some of the things that they do to test your cognitive function um, in uh, in a hospital. Uh, but anyway, um, if you've uh, been in that lady's uh, shoes, obviously a very, very difficult situation. Hey, it's uh, Bowerly on WBEN, and uh, obviously we're doing the show, Do You Believe in Prayer? Have you experienced a miracle? We've heard some great calls, like the last one, um, already today with another hour to come and keeping number three certainly in our thoughts and if you believe in prayer, in your prayers as well. On News Radio 930 WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.